0: The Big Bets on Campus podcast is presented by WinBet Sportsbook, and they've got a great sign-up offer for our listeners. New WinBet patrons who open an account in Indiana, New Jersey, Tennessee, or Virginia and deposit $20 or more can make their first bet risk-free up to $500. And for new accounts in Colorado and Michigan, that risk-free first bet is up to $1,000. That's right, if you open a new WinBet account, make a qualifying deposit, and place your first bet within 10 days, that bet is risk-free, up to $1,000 in eligible states. To get started, all you have to do is click on the Action Network link in this episode description. Must be 21 or older to gamble, know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And now, let's start the show. Alright, here we go.
1: dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. Welcome to Big Bets on Campus presented by WinBet. Starting today, we're debuting a weekly Tuesday episode called Sources as the Big Bets on Campus podcast ties Big J journalism to Big Bets. Joining me each week will be the award-winning news-breaking, authoritative voice on all news of the world college football, Action Network's own Brett McMurphy. I'll be your host, Action Senior Writer, Colin Wilson, known stat junkie with a passion for pushing money across the counter. First question out of the gate. Brett, how did you originally become sources?
0: It's funny, Colin. So about 10 to 12 years ago, I frequently was a guest at Tim Brando's national radio show. And I was breaking a lot of news. There was a lot of realignment going on and other other news throughout college football. So when I would break something, Tim Brando and his staff would mention to me, hey, do you realize that ESPN is not giving you any credit on the bottom line on the ticker? So on the ticker, it would say ESPN report, whatever the college news was, according to sources. They said, you had it first, why don't they credit you? And I'm like, that's a great question. So basically, Tim Brando and his producer, Patrick Netherton, started calling me sources because <laughs> they were saying I was the sources. Then a c- couple of people ran with it on Twitter. I think Spencer Hall, every day should be Saturday, mentioned it a bunch. And so every time I was on the show, they just called me sources. Uh, it stuck and then I think two years later, ESPN hired me. So if you can't beat them, uh, you know, hire them. So that's, yeah, that's how it happened. So I owe it all to Tim Brando and Patrick Netherton.
1: Well, Tim Brando could use a little bit of credit because his tweet about Scott Frost winning the national championship and turning <laughs> Nebraska that got a lot of play this weekend on Twitter. As a quick programming reminder, because of Labor Day holiday next week, Our first college football recap plus voicemail episode of the year will drop on Tuesday, September 7th. Generally, it was a Monday morning drop on Tuesday, September 7th. That's when it will go. And starting the week of September 13th, Big Bets on Campus will have four episodes every week. Mondays will be our typical college football weekend recap episode where Stucky and I listen to voicemails and how wrong we were and crickets when we're right. Tuesdays will be me and Brett doing our sources show that we're doing right now. Wednesday afternoons, we've got the great Mike Calabrese and Mike Ionello for our group of five deep dive. And then late every Thursday night, Stucky and I drop our flagship college football betting previews to get you ready for the weekend. So the Big Bets on campus will be loaded with awesome episodes, four days a week, all season long, starting on September 13th. But today is our kickoff episode of Sources for College Football Week 1. We're going to talk a little AP Top 25 and Heisman odds along with any newsworthy items impacting the college football betting world. And Brett, I think we really just kind of have to take a step back because the AP top 25 doesn't change after week zero. But what are your takes from week zero itself?
0: Brett Bielema is headed to the Rose Bowl. <laughs> UCLA, Illinois, and the Rose Bowl. I got to update my bowl projections for next week. Um, you know, look, that was a huge, huge game for Nebraska. I'm sure we'll get into that in a little bit. But, uh, you know, I don't think Illinois is getting enough credit Uh, Bielema comes in there. You're certainly aware of what he did uh, at Arkansas, and that was a huge win for them, especially when their starting quarterback gets knocked out in the first half. They hold on. Um, Scott Frost was quoted on Monday during his press conference basically saying when Illinois went to, I think it was an even front, they basically threw out half of their playbook. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. Is Is that credit to Bielema for coming up with that? Or is that kind of a negative towards Frost for not being able to, to change, facing an even front? But yeah, certainly um, Illinois looked good. UCLA looked really, really good. But I want to pump the brakes on them a little bit. It was Hawaii; they could they could have scored hundred if they wanted to. We'll find out this Saturday when the when the Bayou Bengals come to come to mm-hmm. Westwood and see how that works out. But yeah, other than that, there really wasn't much except, of course. UTEP is going to run the table and go twelve and zero. You've heard it here first.
1: Yeah, UTEP and uh, Western Kentucky are going to be in the All G Five Bowl. No, I I, I got <laughs> to get you and Stucky on this UCLA trade. I I mentioned the UCLA making the playoff as a joke, but uh, the way they looked against Hawaii was pretty impressive. But what we're going to start off with is the AP Top twenty-five. We'll have a segment every week reviewing the AP Top twenty-five and where specifically Brett voted. Now, interestingly enough, we know if some teams Brett is really high on or Brett is really low on because it lists the AP voters who is the highest and who's the lowest. Just for example, I mean, spoiler alert, Alabama is the number one team, but somebody in the AP voted them fifth, right? So there is <laughs> that kind of discrepancy. So let's go ahead and get started here. We'll start from the bottom and work our way up. Arizona State 25, Utah 24, a couple of uh, Pac-12 teams in there, but 23, Louisiana Lafayette going in to play Texas this week. Texas listed at 21, coastal Carolina at 22. so coastal's kind of the sandwich of that game here this week. And interesting enough, Tech, uh, Brett, I would say that you're kind of a big fan of Texas taking on Louisiana Lafayette because you're the highest AP voter. You ranked Texas 13th, and they ended up 21st in the poll.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm guilty, your honor. <laughs> I just, I really like, I really like Sark. I think he's going to do an incredible job there. Uh, You know, Hudson Card named the starter. Robinson is a beast at running back. And I think a lot of people are kind of undervaluing, undervaluing Texas. And I know that sounds weird because Texas is always overhyped, but I think this year they're actually undervalued. I I think they're going to make tremendous strides with Sark. Uh, I know we talked about this last week. You know, I think Lafayette is such a huge, huge public underdog. You know, give me Texas. I mean, the, the lines are down to what is it, eight or nine? Um, this thing's dropped a number of points. Uh, usually, public underdogs don't fare too well. Long term, I don't think. Look, Oklahoma's a team to beat in the Big Twelve, but I really like I really like Texas and and Sark and uh, you know, all gas no breaks. We're gonna find out out of the shoot for the Longhorns because this like no you know this is certainly not the Nebraska situation, but Sark absolutely cannot lose out of the gate to a group five team in Austin.
1: Yeah. And I'm 100% on board here. Win bet listing the game at Texas minus eight, as you and I are here recording and you better bet that I have my sports insights up, you know, provided by the action network with line watcher on, if you don't know what line watcher is it's so that you don't have to stare at a screen all day. Once a point spread hits a certain mark, you can get a text notification or an email to tell you where it's at. And you can go in and hit it immediately. And I am keyed in on Texas minus seven. So if we, you know, it, the Louisiana Lafayette love is just going to keep coming down on these guys for what they've done. But the coaching mismatch here between Napier and Sark, I, I think that's going to be a big factor. Moving on into the AP Top 20, uh, Washington at 20th. I don't expect much movement from them with a with, with a, you know their game this weekend. Next week against Michigan, we'll get more into them. But Penn State, I have to stop here. 19th, Penn State and <laughs> AP Top 25. Brett's got them listed at 8th. Explain yourself, Mr. McMurphy.
0: I'm drinking the blue Kool-Aid. Look, <laughs> Penn State—the first half of last year was a disaster. They finished strong; they won their last four with new offensive coordinator Mike Yersich, I think they're going to make huge improvement, specifically with Sean Clifford at quarterback. Um, he's got to cut down on his turnovers that hurt them tremendously last year. I did. I just James Franklin's one of the country's best recruiters. I think this is a this is going to be their year. The thing that worries me about Penn State. And again, I've mentioned to you about this before. My ranking right now is not specifically how I think they're going to finish the year, just how I think they are right now, because their schedule's tough. They have one of the toughest schedules in the Big Ten, number of tough road games. Um, will they end up the season at number eight? Probably not. But I think right now they deserve top ten mention. Uh, you know, we'll see how that plays out. If they lose three or four games, it doesn't look good for me. But I, th- I think the Nittany lines are going to surprise some people. Where do you have Penn State in your power ratings?
1: Yeah, I mean, they're definitely in the top 20. And the, the problem is, is the, the havoc, the defensive havoc is what they're known for. And it just disappeared in those first five losses. And then it showed up again in the final four wins. So defensive coordinator Brent Pry, he's got to get these guys to get tackles for loss, some interceptions, some PBUs. And even if they lose to Wisconsin, they may get an upgrade in power rating. It just depends on how good they are back. Is this a Penn State defense from years past? Uh, and is Sean Clipper going to figure it out? And I agree with you on Mike such Every stop he has had, he has made the offense better. Your Oklahoma State Cowboys, yep. Ohio State, it doesn't matter where he's been. It's been... A great offense. So we'll look for big things out of Penn State. Like I said, I will bump them up if I see defensive improvement against Wisconsin and getting into their backfield, even if they lose. Number 18, Iowa and number 17, Indiana are going to face off. They'll figure that out. And uh, that leads us to number 16, LSU, big matchup with UCLA. Do you uh, you have anything, uh, any notes you have on LSU, UCLA? You don't believe in the UCLA hype yet.
0: Uh, I don't. I I do. I think I think you've already locked in UCLA on the uh, action app. If you guys don't have the action app downloaded, it's free. You can follow Colin and my pixie tweak. Uh, One of us was undefeated last year. Excuse me, (laughs) last week. You know, I don't want to brag or anything. So you guys can look and see who was undefeated. But I've never lost a game on the action app since I've started working at at the action network. So I'll just leave it at that. Um, I know you like UCLA plus the points. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, I think this is a, you know, this is, um, not a make or break game for Chip Kelly, but, you know, look, he's been there for a while. You keep thinking we're going to see improvement, you know, again, it's almost like I wish I didn't see the Hawaii game because I'd give them more of a chance, but I think now everybody's going to fall in love with them. LSU, you know, playing an SEC team is not going to be easy. And, you know, Max Johnson's the starter quarterback for the Tigers. And Ed Orgeron, as funny as it sounds, he won a national championship just a few years ago, but he's, he could not afford to go six and six this year. He can't afford to go seven and five. That's how quickly you'll get on the hot seat in LSU. Certainly starting out with the loss at UCLA is not going to help matters when you look at the rest of the schedule, specifically facing those teams in the SEC West.
1: Yeah. It's going to be interesting how LSU responds being displaced with the hurricane come through there. Uh, you know, new offensive coordinator, uh, it, a, lot, a lot of things going on with the LSU program. If they cover this game against UCLA, I will I will very much be impressed
0: They're at, with Hurricane Ida. They actually moved on Sunday. They went to Houston. So they'll be practicing all week in Houston and then they'll leave. They'll go directly to L.A. from Houston. Will that help them hurt them? I'm sure you'll people argue both sides of that. But at least they did get out of uh, Louisiana. OK,
1: Yeah. It, it, it. It it helps and hurts. I know that there are some programs, there are some coaches that do better when when they have the full focus of their team away from the distractions at home. So we'll see how that plays out for LSU. Yeah, USC comes in at number 15, a tough matchup against the San Jose State team where Nick Starkle is still throwing explosive plays. I know it's Southern Utah, but he still looked fantastic. And I don't like air raid offenses in the first week. 14, Miami of Florida, 13, Florida. Uh, did you see the quote today where Dan Mullen said that uh, we paid FAU 1.5 million? We're going to try to get every penny of that back. Uh, uh, we'll see what Dan Mullen has for Emory Jones. Do you have any takes on Emory Jones?
0: He's definitely a, a huge change from Kyle Trask, what he did last year. I mean, J- Jones is more of a Dak Prescott type of quarterback that obviously Mullen had at Mississippi State. He's He's a threat running and passing the ball. Trask was you know, strictly more of a, of a, of a passer. How will that uh, change Florida's offense? The Gators think hopefully for the better again, Mullen likes the mobile quarterbacks, the run and passing threat. Um, You know, this is a, you know, obviously, you know, look, they've got Florida Atlantic, they got USF coming up. I mean, they're playing every group of five team in Florida. I think they can find, but they do have Alabama coming to Gainesville. Ah, uh, believe it's September 18th. So mm. I think we'll know early out of the gate if if Florida is a pretender or a contender. But obviously, Emery Jones has to come up big for the Gators to have any shot at uh, defeating the Crimson Tide.
1: Number 11 is Oregon, which they're going to have a time on their hands with Fresno State because I've said it all along: you can pass the, you can you can pressure the quarterback all day. And I think Jay Kaner's fine. From what I saw, it looked like cramps. It looked like it was a lot of, you know, it was nothing injury related. It was more like cramps getting him out of the game. Ronnie Rivers came out of the game after, you know, looked like something was going on with the lower body, but it was all heat related. So if this Fresno state is full a go, I don't think Oregon, Oregon may have a real issue uh, defending the rush against Fresno state. So we'll see how that plays out there. Uh, do you have anything on the uh, ducks week one, getting, getting off for Fresno state?
0: I mean, that's a that's a tough spot because, you know, they're thinking about Ohio State. They have Mm -hmm. to be Um, Anthony Brown, Jr., the transfer from Boston College named the starter there for Mario Cristobal. I mean, look, Cristobal is going to have them jacked up. But again, man, you know, playing a playing a group of five team when you've got Ohio, somebody like Ohio State up next week, that's going to be that's going to be a hard game. For Oregon, not to overlook.
1: Yeah, we'll definitely see how that plays out. I mean, that, I think Oregon's Kryptonite is is running teams, and Ronnie Rivers definitely, you know, fits that mold. Moving into the top ten, not a lot of big games here. North Carolina, uh, Virginia Tech. I, the the point spread is small. It, it would be hard for me to see the uh, Virginia pulling off this upset, but this is definitely a game that Virginia Tech's head coach needs to win.
0: Yeah, I mean, you see, this is one of those numbers you see it, and you're like. This doesn't look right. Why do they want me to take North Carolina in this small number? I think it's four and a half or five. Uh Yeah, I mean, all the hype that North Carolina's got, rightfully so. The turnaround Mac Brown's done there. Sam Howe. Basically, everyone's back for Carolina. I mean, heck, everybody's back at every every school this year. uh, So that's no big surprise. But yeah, Justin Fuente, uh, you know, his last – how bad was it for him last year? Uh, His AD, Whit Babcock, had to have a press conference to announce the coach was returning. don't see that often so this is it's imperative for Fuente to get off on a good good start you know kind of similar again it's funny there's a lot of coaches in that situation Scott Frost Jeff Kelly uh, Justin Fuente you know it's I don't think it's accurate or I don't think it's fair to basically decide somebody's fate after the season opener but certainly that can lay the ground for a lot of good things or maybe a lot of not so good things
1: yeah, I don't know how you're taking Braxton Burmeister and only getting a few points against North Carolina. Just, it's kind of shocking to me. Notre Dame will hold off at number nine. Well, they're going to talk a lot about them this season. But we'll hold off here. Number eight, Cincinnati, number seven, Iowa state. Are they going to lose, uh, in an in-state game this weekend? Uh, they've done it in September before, uh, number six, Texas A&M is going to get Kent state this weekend. I really think Kent state, is a team is not going to stop playing hard even to the very end. I think they're going to be like a, a live fourth quarter play after Texas A&M gets through both of their quarterbacks. Uh, we'll see what they got. And then, you know, the top five of the AP really only needs to be one conversation. Of course, the AP is Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma, and Alabama. But we need to talk about Clemson and Georgia. Brett, you already have a pick in this game.
0: I do. I, I took Georgia on the action app plus three and a half. I just think Georgia's the better team. I mean, Kirby's smart. And the Bulldogs, SEC tough. Trevor Lawrence is gone. I know DJ's there. He had a lot of experience last year. I don't want to say the wrong team's favored, but I think the public's enamored with Clemson, and rightfully so, what they've done in the college football playoff. But yeah, under Kirby Smart, Georgia has only been a non-conference underdog twice against Notre Dame and against TCU. Georgia won both of those games outright. I like Georgia as a non-conference dog against Clemson think that Georgia wins this game and uh, really hurts Clemson's national title hopes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It, you're definitely not out of the national championship if you lose this game. And certainly the team that loses is going to be the hot topic on Sunday about buying them to win the national championship if they can run the table. Clemson certainly can because of their cupcake schedule. So Georgia probably needs this one a little bit more. And that does it for our AP Top 25 uh, each week. It'll change. We'll come in and get Brett's ballot versus the AP Top 25 we'll find out where Brett's really hot on a team, where he's kind of cold on some teams. And now, as a quick reminder to our listeners, The Big Bets on Campus Podcast is presented by WinBet Sportsbook. And they've got a great sign-up offer for you guys this season. New WinBet patrons who open an account and deposit 20 or more dollars can make their first bet risk-free up to $1,000. That's right. If you open a new WinBet account, make a qualifying deposit, and place your first bet within 10 days, That bet is risk-free, up to $1,000 in eligible states. $1,000? That's probably more than what Bo Nix is being paid just to drink sweet tea. But to take advantage of this win bet offer, just click on the Action Network link in the episode description. Must be 21 or older to gamble. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All righty, let's get back to the show. Our next segment is 60 Seconds with Sources. All right, so 60 seconds with sources. I get the chance to ask Brett as many questions as possible in a 60-second span. If my gambling ears hear something, I get to call one timeout. I get to throw a flag. Got to review the play. Brett here knows way more than he ever lets on to anybody. So if I hear anything a little bit fishy, I get to throw a flag and, and kind of pick Brett's brain. So if Brett's ready, the clock starts now. Will Scott Frost be coaching the Nebraska OU game? Yes, he will. Will Scott Frost return as Nebraska's coach next season? No. Can former UMass coach and current Pitt offensive coordinator Mark Whipple put 80 on UMass this weekend? If he wants to, yes. True or false, Marshall's Charles Huff was the best head coach higher in the offseason.
0: Sorry, I'm going to go with Steve Sarkeesian at Texas.
1: Can a group of five player win the Heisman this season?
0: Absolutely not.
1: Flag! What?! I know you vote for the Heisman. Uh, what? Where's Andre Ware in Houston, right? Where's my love for the group of five players? <laughs> what if Desmond Ritter goes undefeated, wins the AAC, and puts up, you know, 75% of what Lamar Jackson did? Yes or no?
0: Yes. That's not going to happen. So <laughs> that's, the, that's the only way it happens. You've got to be on a top four or five ranked team to be in consideration for the Heisman. Do I think that's fair? Absolutely not. Yes, I'm a voter. But there's a thousand, two thousand. I think more people vote for the Heisman than vote actually for the pre- U.S. president election. <laughs> all the other voters look at the best player on the best teams going into the last month of the season. And unless Cincinnati is undefeated and up in that top six range, he can't do it. It's that simple. Should he be considered? Absolutely, a 1,000%. But you look at all the past winners, You have to go back to 2006, Lamar Jackson at Louisville. The Bill lost three games. He had such a monster season that he was able to win it. But you got to be on a national title contending team to have a shot at it. I don't like it, but that's the way it is.
1: All right. Well, you're breaking my heart, and I'm going to turn the clock back on. Here we go. Total number of points Texas A&M scores with Haynes King in the first quarter against Kent State? Infinity. Thursday night, Boise State at UCF. Knights a five-point favorite. Who you got? UCF. Ohio State going to Minnesota. Could be some rain. Buckeyes, a two TD favorite. Who you got? Buckeyes. What team from Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, or Oklahoma is least likely to make the college football playoff? Clemson. And your pick for the 2021 national champion is? Roll Tide. Okay, now we're going to start with a segment called Putting the High in Heisman. All Heisman odds are via win bet. Here we will read off some of the current odds to win the Heisman, and Brett and I will kind of just shoot the shit and see who, if there's any names on the board we like. Now, obviously, Spencer Rattler plus 450 at win bet. That has to be the top of the list. The number of Sooners players that win, considering the schedule he has to play, there's nothing like what Georgia and Clemson have to go through from a non-conference. Should be the favorite. But DJ Uigaleli in at 9-1. to one. Bryce Young hasn't even taken a snap, 10-1. to one. Uh, CJ Stroud, Ohio State, fifteen to one. JT Daniels, fifteen to one. I think if I look further down the list, you'll see someone like John Mechie, the III. He's at eighty to one. Uh, Brees Hall, running back at Iowa State, eighty to one. Does anybody catch your eye on this list?
0: No, Colin. In fact, you know what? What we talked about earlier about the Group Five player. You look at the top four guys on the board, and it's the top four ranked teams in the AP poll. That the projected mm-hmm. top four teams to get get to the college football playoff. You know, you look at past years, the Devontae Smith, Joe Burrow, they were 50 to one, 100 to one. De- Devontae Smith wasn't even on the list that you couldn't even get odds for him. Will that happen again? I I wouldn't put any money on the Heisman because I just think it's it's too unpredictable. But I guess one way to look at it is if you feel strongly that Georgia is going to win the national title, can you get better odds on JT Daniels to win the Heisman or on Georgia to win the national championship? And I'd say whichever the better odds you get, I'd play. I'd place that bet. The same with Sam Howe in North Carolina. If you think they can win the ACC championship, then put money on Carolina to win the ACC or put money on how to win the Heisman, whatever your bigger odds are, because those things are going to happen together. I don't think it's worth it to put anything on any of the top four because what people seem to do, most recently. And I remember when I was at ESPN, I was actually um, working a USC game. Matt Barkley was the Heisman favorite that year. They opened with the Hawaii. He put up pretty big numbers. I think he threw for over 300 yards, maybe three or four touchdowns, one interception. All anyone talked about after that game and the next day was not 300 plus yards, three or four touchdowns. It was what happened on that interception? Why did he throw an interception? They were just, everyone was looking for a reason to tear down whoever the favorite is. I think the same thing is going to happen with Spencer Rattler. So it's almost better to come back, come from down in the pack. Um, I think you got a better shot. Now, identifying who that person is that comes from back in the pack has been difficult to do.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of names out there that have greater odds uh, than their actual team does to win the national championship. Take Penn State, for instance. Sean Clifford by uh, Winbed is offered at 80-to-1 uh, and, you know, Penn State is, is much lower than that for the national title. I think another interesting bet that WinBet has, and we can discuss this probably on the next podcast, is they say who will finish top three. So getting a, just an invite out to New York, they have odds on that. Spencer Rattler opened plus 150 at WinBet, now sitting out around minus 110 ish just to finish top three in the Heisman. I think that's a, a definitely an interesting uh, betting topic that we'll probably cover in our next podcast. All right. Our final segment is Name the Playoff. Every week, Brett and I, We'll take a shot at guessing who is going to be in the college football playoff. Brett, in the AP Top 25, you went one through four. Bama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and Georgia. Is this your prediction for the college football playoff?
0: It actually is, Colin. That is my bowl projections for the college football playoff. That's, that's it. Bama and Georgia in a semifinal. Ohio State and Oklahoma in a semifinal. And yes, that would be a rematch of Bama and Georgia after meeting in the SEC championship game. That will be won by Bama. And that's based on this Saturday, Georgia beats Clemson. These projections look good. If Clemson beats Georgia, tear them up and come up with something else next week. (laughs) Uh, But certainly I think Ohio State and Oklahoma will be in the top four at the end of the day.
1: I can tell you that Stucky and I agree because we definitely have OU and Georgia in the national championship game against each other. Brett, thank you for joining me today on our first ever podcast of the Big Bets on Campus Sources Edition. As a reminder, because of Labor Day holiday next week, Our first college football recap and voicemail episode of the year will actually be on Tuesday, September 7th. And starting the following week, the week of September 13th, Big Bets on Campus will have four episodes every week. Monday's the college football recap. Tuesday's me and Brett for sources. Wednesday afternoons, we got Group of Five Deep Dive with Mike Calabrese and Mike Ionello. And then late every Thursday night, Stucky and I drop our flagship college football betting previews. So the Big Bets on Campus will be loaded with awesome episodes four days a week starting September 13th. But for right now, Brett's out here blowing up phones. Brett, thank you for
0: joining me. You got it, Colin. want to recommend everybody to get the action app so you can see who exactly is undefeated at this point and who isn't. <laughs> and I uh, look forward to talking to you again next week.
1: Brett had to sign off by saying he's undefeated. I'm going to let him get back to uh, breaking AD's hearts. Thanks, for everybody, for joining.